This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast. Thanks to HelloFresh for their continued support of our podcast. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 made for this and use code 50 made for this for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. We are really, really excited about this special little mini end of summer bonus season that is all about discipleship. We wanted to share some different talks and things that Jenny has done that we've never put on the podcast before, and we thought there was no better time than right now. So sit back, get ready to listen to today's talk with Jenny. I'm a dreamer. If you know anything about me, I love to dream. I love to create visions and execute them. And as a leader, it has been very difficult to do that right now. I feel like I'm on the ship still, but there's complete fog and I'm supposed to direct the ship and say, let's go this direction and let's go towards this place, but I have no maps and we are in complete fog. And I bet some of you feel the same way. And so what does it look like practically for us to still obey God, dream dreams and accomplish them in the coming months? Because what I don't want is for us to waste this time. I do not believe that God has you know, turned his eye and accidentally the entire world shut down and we're supposed to just like wait it out in our pajamas. I think we're supposed to accomplish his good works that he prepared for us, for us in advance to do, Ephesians says. We're supposed to accomplish those works in this time, in this day, and we're not supposed to slow down in building the kingdom of God because if anything, the urgency of building the kingdom of God should in our hearts only be growing. It should only be more important that we spend our days well. Now, what that looks like, whether that's through technology or whether that's through, you know, small groups with Zoom or whether that is, you know, pulling together a few friends in a yard, neighbors, you know, taking food over, whatever, it's going to look different, but we can still dream dreams. We just have to dream with new parameters, right? So some of you are homeschooling. You never dreamed you would. Some of you are sending your kids back to school and good for you. <laughs> and when, what I know is that whatever our world holds in the coming months, we've got to build a plan for what, what we can control. There's a lot we can't. And that's okay. <laughs> that's not new to this season. That's always true. There's a lot we can't control. But there are things we can. So let's dream about what that looks like. I have built this little inventory for you. It's going to be a chance for you to look back at what was to analyze what is, and to dream about what could be. Now, we're holding that what could be super loosely, realizing that the parameters on us have been changing and might continue to change, but I still think we've got to dream and we've got to get some things written down on paper. I'm a big believer in self-assessing and understanding where we are in our lives as singles, as you know, parents, as leaders of organizations, as employees, as teachers, whatever it is we're doing in life, whatever our station is, whatever we've been called to, um, I believe we've got to kind of analyze like what our kingdom is and how do we steward it? How do we lead it? All right, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter four. This is where I want to start because this is what I felt. As I was preparing this message for you last night, I was anxious and I was discouraged. And I actually called my husband because I felt stuck 
because this was supposed to be a super encouraging talk to send you out into the world to be more effective for the kingdom in this very, very difficult time. And yet I was not feeling it at all. And so I call him and have a little pity party with him. And I tell him, you know, this is where I am. And I don't, I don't know exactly how to lead right now when I feel paralyzed, when I feel discouraged. And he, he brought up this passage, and this is really where I want to camp out in our short time together. So 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this, but we have this treasure in jars of clay, the, the treasure of the gospel, to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And then here's the part that I relate to too well, and I know you will too. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. We are perplexed. (laughs) That's the perfect word for what I was feeling yesterday. We are perplexed. And as a leader, it is my deep desire to lead from a place not of confusion and being perplexed, but a place of confidence and about what I know. And so when I can't look forward, when I can't stand on the ship and see where we, it is we're supposed to go, something in me gets very scared and I feel anxious and I feel shut down. And so what I'll do is I'll cope. <laughs> and I'm great at coping. I am a professional coper. I love coping. Coping is actually so fun. The way I cope is, you know, sit down. In fact, I'm about two and a half seasons into Down Abbey again. Yes, I have already seen it all and I'm going back through it. Um, I'm good at shutting out my responsibilities, at pulling away from the important things and the work that I have to do. I'm good at shutting down. And there's nothing wrong with watching Downton Abbey and, and working through whatever our complexities are with, you know, every once in a while with um, a great meal and good friends and TV. It's not that. It's that we are not to be shut down. We are not to cope with the difficulties with something else in this world that cannot satisfy. That's the issue, is that our hope is in our God. Our hope is in the fact that there is, we are carrying in our bodies in these earthly vessels and these jars of clay that that are imperfect, we are carrying the hope of the gospel. We're actually carrying the very thing currently that the world needs most. It always needs this most, but it's actually hungry for it right now. It's actually craving it. It's actually asking deep questions. In fact, in Google searches right now, the number of questions, is God real? Google searches on religion, faith, it is up like 75% right now. Like people are wondering about God and we carry in our bodies, in these earthly vessels, we carry the hope of the world. So we can't shut down. We can't shut down. And we've got to be realistic about what is and what could be. We can be perplexed, but we're not going to be crushed, right? That's, That's Paul's point is, It's okay that you're perplexed, right? It's okay that we're experiencing afflictions right now, right? That's to be expected. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It's one of my favorite verses because he's like the superhero, like, hey, it's okay, I overcame the whole world. But the problem is, are we despairing? Because we don't have a storyline that we're a part of where we need to despair, right? We have hope no matter what, no matter how bad our circumstances are. And we actually can be perplexed and wonder at like, what is God doing? Which all of us, I'm sure, are doing. 
But the despairing is not part of our story and it doesn't have to be part of our narrative. We don't have to shut down. We don't have to cope. We don't have to zone out because we actually know how this ends. And it's good. It's good for those that know Jesus. It's a good ending. And and that hope, which he's going to go on and talk about in the coming verses, that for we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also is being manifested in our mortal flesh. This is the story of the Christian, is that, yeah, life is hard. It was the story of Jesus, right? We, we follow in his footsteps. It was the story of Jesus. Like, yes, this is broken. Yes, it just doesn't feel right. Like, this is hard. It's broken. And when we look around and we see friends, I mean, just this week, one of my friends buried his dad of COVID. Guys, this is so, this is pressing in. And, and yes, we're perplexed and yes, we're confused, but we carry in our bodies the hope of the world. So how are we going to go forward? Here's what I want to do. I want to ask some questions and I want to give you a little time to work through this because what I know is that if we don't look at what was, what is, and what could be, and we aren't honest with ourselves about that, we will resign to endless seasons of Downton Abbey. Like we will just, we will check out because it's overwhelming and it's scary and hard. And I I don't want to underestimate what I'm asking you to do. It's difficult. There is a real grief right now that we are all experiencing about what was. And it's hard to put words to it because for many of us, it isn't actually that we've lost a parent or that um, we're in financial ruin or that, you know, we, our kids are unhealthy or not well. It, it, it honestly is just a general grief that the whole life we used to live and we used to have has gone away. And now we've got a different life. And we're trying to wake up and put our feet on the ground and figure out what is this new life? How do we live it? And what do we do? So we've got to start with the things we've got to grieve. What are the things that make you cry right now? And, and for some of you, it might feel shallow to put it there, but you know what? There's not a part of our lives that hasn't changed. There's not a part of our lives that hasn't changed. This touches every part of our life, our future, our kids' futures, our parents' futures. You know, it, it, every day we're forced to make impossible decisions. So what are some of the things that you're grieving? And I want you just to take a minute and to write those things down. And then I want you to write, what do you get to celebrate? Because here's the tension, guys. (laughs) There's things to grieve and there's things to celebrate. It's been delightful to have more margin. It's been delightful to have most of my travel canceled and and to be home and to to go back to some regular exercise in my life and, and eating with our family. And there's been some good things too, and that's okay. They can coexist. They do coexist. So I want you to take a minute and just write down a little bit in each of these sections right here. love HelloFresh so much around here and they have a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners that you get to pick from every single week. Spend less time planning, shopping, and cooking your meals and more time around the table. HelloFresh has everything from time-saving breakfast, family dinners, kid-approved lunches, and snacks. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50MadeForThis and use code 50MadeForThis for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. I think it's absolutely brilliant that HelloFresh would do 
quick and easy, healthy lunch options. Because for real, my schedule each day, just like I know yours is, is hectic. And so sometimes I'm lucky to have a peanut butter on an apple for lunch. Um, Other times I'm able to sit down. But what's so cool about HelloFresh is that not only can you pick your dinners for the week, but you can add in a couple easy lunches that have tons of protein, delicious, and feels like a special meal right at home. HelloFresh takes the stress out of mealtime because they deliver fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. So this fall, you get to skip that extra trip to the grocery store and have dinner ready in no time. Make a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout. Coming up in my next box is like this ravioli with a lemon olive oil sauce that has vegetables and chicken in it and I absolutely cannot wait. Go to hellofresh.com slash 50 made for this and use code 50 made for this for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Okay, and next we're going to look at three different questions. And these three questions, as I've mentioned before, they are important because we've got to deal with what is. So that, that message that we are to carry to the world It's really hard to carry it if we're um, unhealthy emotionally, spiritually, if we are having broken relationships that need mending and attention, and we don't pay attention to that. So we're going to walk through these different sections of our life, and we give you time to fill this out. So the first one is our spiritual lives. And the three questions I want you to consider and take inventory of is, number one, what was? What was life like spiritually for you before COVID? And then number two, what is your current reality today? And then three, what could be spiritually? What growth or change could come as a result of the season? This is going to help you process. You may not be able to jot it all down today in our short time together, but get started because I don't want you to think, oh, I'll do this later. I want you to do it right now. I want you to process right now. What are the ways that, that we could go forward from this? Okay, now we're going to look at our relationships, and I want you to be super candid. Guys, this time has been very difficult on our relationships. Some of you have been quarantined alone, and you miss people, and you feel disconnected from people you love. Some of you have been quarantined with your people, and you're about to kill them. So I don't know where you fall on this this spectrum, but I can just tell you that as I've been processing with people I love in my life, one of the main things they're saying is it feels like my circle is really small, and that feels very vulnerable and tender if there's any conflict in it. So what does it look like to to process these friendships and how COVID and the season has really changed those. So what was, what is, and what could be? Because I do believe there's unique opportunity in all of these categories we're going to look at. There's unique opportunities in this season that we didn't have before, right? There's things to celebrate and there's things to grieve. So, So take a look at this in these different topics and just journal and jot down a few of these things um, about what is, what was, and what could be. Okay, now we're going to talk about you, your personal life. I want you to take inventory of how you're doing. Exercise. What, how is reading and inputs going? What memories are you, are you wanting to make? And how could you dream about new things to do um, to, to grow, to, to self-develop? So I want you to answer those same three questions in these different categories and, and be honest with yourself about 
What ways do you hope to grow in the season? Because it'll go fast. I know it feels like it's been forever, but we will look back at COVID 2020 and we will feel like, gosh, that, that, that wasn't a long season, even though day to day it's feeling really long. So take a look at these different categories. And lastly, we're gonna talk about work. And for you, that might be mission. It might be the small group you lead, the people um, that you're investing in for the next season. Um, any, whatever your mission is, whatever you're spending a lot of your days doing. For some of you, that might be homeschooling your kids. So I want you to take a look at these different places and dream what was, what is, and what could be. Now, I want you to share this with a good friend. Listen, we need each other, and we cannot live out the purposes God has for us by ourselves. We've got to do it in community. So grab a few friends and sit down together and, and process what would it look like? Because honestly, some of your friends are gonna have more insight into your life and what could be for you than you do. If you feel shut down, you are not alone. You might be filling out this project like, I can talk about what was, I can't even talk about what is, but I am not good at talking about what could be. Your friends can help with that. They can help dream with you, bring together some that are good at that, and, and together you all encourage each other and imagine what it would look like to live a little bit more out of the box within the parameters that we've been given. Honestly, this is a great exercise in creativity. This is a, a chance for us to reimagine our worlds, our lives, to enter back into our, our schedules with wisdom and clarity because we're gonna need it, guys. These are important days. These are not days to waste. These are important days. And so we are perplexed, but we are not despairing. And at the end of this chapter, 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says this, and I love him because he can turn into such a cheerleader. He says, so we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. It feels like right now most of the struggles that we're experiencing are, are inward. For some of you, they're outward. I mean, you're ill. You've got a family member that's ill. You're dealing with unthinkable difficulties circumstantially. But for most of us, and I would say universally, we are struggling inwardly. And what does it look like to struggle well inwardly? It's that we are renewed day by day by something that we can't see, by a hope that we can't quite hold in our hands, but we know to be true. In fact, it's more true than something we could hold in our hands. So we don't lose heart. And even though our outer self is wasting away and it feels like the days are ticking by, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Guys, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like I'm a captain of a ship and I'm standing on it and I don't know where to go. And here's the cool thing. We get to close our eyes and depend on a faithful, unseen God. We don't put our hope in what is seen. I, as a captain of a ship, I don't have to see where to go. I have to ask God where to go. And the way that he's led throughout this book is day by day, step by step. He rarely says, here's the 10-year plan. He rarely says, here's the, you know, your lifetime, you're going to accomplish all these things. He'll sometimes set a little vision out there. He'll, he'll tell a little bit, but he never tells how they're going to get there. How that works is day by day with a cloud, with manna, fire by night, Red Sea parting. He shows them where to go day by day, leading them. 
And guys, that's the only way through this. Step by step, day by day. It is not a fun answer. But you know what? It is exactly how we were designed to live. If there's one thing the season has exposed, it's how much control we thought we had. Not, not how much control we had. We didn't have more control. We never had it. It's that, oh gosh, I had been leaning on my own understanding. <laughs> I have been walking in my own ways rather than depending on the spirit of God, rather than trusting him. That's the cool, awesome thing about this is, is we've been exposed. Like all the things, our crutches, our coping mechanisms, they're, they're all clear to us. We're not confused anymore. We need God and we do not lose heart. Because the unseen is more real than the seen. And what is passing away is going to go quickly. It's going to go quickly. And what will last is eternal forever. So we look to things that are seen, but we don't look to things that are seen, but to things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. There is hope. It is unseen. It is coming. It is out there. But it is real and it is secure, and it is promised, and it will happen. And so our job, one day at a time, one step at a time, not building lives of certainty, but building lives of faith, dependent on God and dependent on each other to carry the hope that has been put in us to a world that needs it more than ever. So don't waste this time. I hope this was helpful. We love you guys. We're praying for you. We believe in you, and we want to equip you and help you live out the good works that God prepared in advance for you to do. It is our greatest joy. It is our greatest hope. We are cheering you on. Let me pray. God, thank you, thank you, thank you for every person listening, for every person that wants to spend their lives well, that wants to build your kingdom, that wants to see you on earth as it is in heaven and our relationships worked out as on earth as it is in heaven, God. These are the desires of our heart and we don't want to waste our time. But God, it's so tempting. It's so tempting. And God, I pray for supernatural creativity to fall on everybody listening, that they would think of things they've never thought of, that they would have ideas and and next steps that God had never occurred to them before, that that you would just whisper their their next thing that they're supposed to accomplish, the, the next thing they're supposed to do today the next call they're supposed to make, the next conversation they're supposed to have. And God, would we be people, God, that live for the unseen, not the seen? And would that preach to a world that is starving for God to be real, that you are real? Help us have wisdom. Help us have kindness. Help us have discernment and love. Help us to be faithful for as many days as you give us here. In Jesus' name. Did you know that you can text Jenny and I and we actually read your text messages and we try to respond as many as we can, but it's just like such a fun way for especially you guys, our podcast fam to ask questions. We send out ideas and stuff for you guys all the time to vote on. If you want to join, get out your phone. You're going to type the word podcast in the message part to the number 214-225-6267. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast.